Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is the Literary Gardener for September 24, 2020. The topic this time is Safety Precautions for Handling Ash in the Garden. Nor shall this peace sleep with her, but as when the bird of wonder dies, the maiden phoenix, her ashes new create another heir, as great in admiration as herself. Archbishop Cranmer and William Shakespeare's Henry VIII, Act Five, Scene Five. At the close of Henry VIII, the king finally has almost everything he longed for, a divorce, a new young queen, and an heir to the throne. If only the baby christened Elizabeth were a boy. But the newly instated Archbishop Cranmer, eager to please the king, foretells a day when Elizabeth would hand over her throne to a son who from the sacred ashes of her honor shall star-like rise, as great in fame as she was, and so stand fixed, peace, plenty, love, truth, terror, that were the servants to this chosen infant shall then be his, and like a vine grow to him. Of course, the archbishop's prophecy pleases Henry no end, and the king can only reply, Thou speakest wonders. I love that line. Archbishop Cranmer's mentioning of the maiden phoenix refers to a mythological bird of ancient Greece, which was said to be born from the ashes of its predecessor. In literature, the phoenix has long been associated with physical and spiritual renewal. In the aftermath of the recent fire that devastated the city of Phoenix, the town's namesake certainly inspires hope. I learned the town was originally called Gasburg, but was officially named Phoenix in 1857 by Sylvester Waite, who owned the local flour mill and worked as an agent for the Phoenix Insurance Company of Hartford, Connecticut. I googled the company and found out that it's still in business. According to the Phoenix myth and Archbishop Cranmer, wondrous things emerge from ashes. It's true that forest fires are regenerative, Fire stimulates new growth by creating openings in the forest canopy. Some conifer species are able to disperse their seeds only after a fire sweeps through and melts the resin off their cones. And the hard-coated seeds of some woodland flower species need extreme heat from fires in order to germinate. In fact, woodland habitats as well as oak savannas and prairies evolved to rely on fire for regeneration. In particular, wildfires or controlled burns nourish the soil by burning living and dead vegetation on the surface, which releases nutrients such as nitrogen, sulfur, phosphorus, and carbon. Much of the nitrogen is lost to the atmosphere as a gas, but other nutrients mix in with the soil. Wildfire ash is composed of organic matter, so it acts as a soil fertilizer wherever wind and gravity disperse the ashes and they settle to the ground. However, ashes from burned houses and human-made materials present quite a different scenario. The Oregon Department of Environmental Quality cautions that ashes from house fires may be contaminated with multiple toxins, such as asbestos, mercury, lead, cadmium, and chromium. These chemicals can leach into the soil wherever ashes fall. In most cases, the level of toxins mixing with the soil is minimal. But the OSU Extension Service warns that the closer your garden is to a house fire, the larger the chance the soil may be contaminated. 
In such cases, they recommend collecting several soil samples from the garden and sending them for testing. Their guide, Analytical Laboratories Serving Oregon, lists all of the soil analysis services provided by labs in our state. OSU's Central Analytical Laboratory in Corvallis offers a full complement of soil testing, including analysis for heavy metals, chemical contaminants, soil health, and nutrient content. For the guide and instructions for collecting soil samples, visit the OSU Extension website. If your garden has accumulated a thick layer of ash, it might be a good idea to amend the soil with compost or fresh soil, OSU says. The Extension Service also provides useful guidelines for cleaning up ash from your garden and handling vegetables and fruit on which ash has accumulated. They recommend wearing a face mask when cleaning ash residue. N95 respirators are best if you can find them. And wearing gloves, eyewear, and protective clothing. After cleaning, wash your hands and remove clothing and shoes to avoid bringing the ash into your house. Prevent dispersing ash into the air by using a gentle stream of water from the garden hose to rinse off plant foliage and produce. Direct the rinse water to a low traffic area of the yard rather than down the storm drain. Spritch large amounts of ground ash with water and then gently sweep up the ash. Seal it in a bag and then throw it away. After rinsing all off the ash from fruits and vegetables outside, they can be soaked in white vinegar, one part vinegar to nine parts water, and then rinsed again before eating or storing. As additional safety precautions, the skin of tomatoes, apples, and root crops can be peeled off and the outer leaves of leafy greens can be removed. As I've been working on this column, I've watched the storm blow that will bring the rain that we need to help clear away the smoke and ash. I hope the rain will cap off this year's destructive fire season and that autumn will be the maiden phoenix that rises up from the ashes to soothe our scorched earth and souls. And that's it for The Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening and happy gardening.